Hello. Class of cannabis. It's been a glorious year. I want someone in here to stand to their feet and tell me their best way to smoke. Who will it be? You want to let your name go? Not him. All agree. What's your best way to smoke? Cause I'm rolling, 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 i am Yes, please believe. Make sure you do that. And we definitely appreciate everybody that tune in and tap in with us. Keep on tuning in and tapping in and spreading the word. And today we got a special guest in the house. We got the homegirl, Alexis Rose, owner of Botanical Rose Garden. How you doing? I'm doing well. How y'all doing? Oh, we doing good. We doing good. Yes, yes. And before we dig into the show, we always do the best way to smoke tips. So we want, we want you to get a people... Your best way to smoke tip. All right, y'all. The best way to smoke is to smoke with intention, okay? Lou, do y'all mm. realize y'all can actually control y'all high more than y'all do, okay? Mm. Just set your intentions. Know why you're trying to get to that spot, and you did get there in the best way. So, again, set your intentions. That's dope. That's dope. That's dope. So, the best way to smoke tip is set your intentions. You can control your high. That's what's up. That's what's up. So look, tell us, um, you know, where you where you come from, like where you grew up at. So I'm originally from St. Louis, Missouri. I hear it. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's dope, though. I like it, though. <laughs> uh, thank you. Yes, I spent most of my childhood, uh, middle school, high school, graduated from high school from St. Louis, Missouri. Um, I also <laughs> grew up in Memphis, Tennessee as well. Mm-hmm. So you probably can hear both. I hear that, too, yeah. <laughs> But as much time I spent in the South, I actually spent majority of my adulthood in California. <laughs> oh, that's what's up. What part of Cali? All up and through. So I actually started in a smaller town called Ridgecrest, California. I don't know if y'all ever heard of it. <laughs> yeah, we heard of Ridgecrest for sure. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, when I, I was lived in 2015, there. <laughs> you used to live there? Oh, no, I lived, I lived there, there now. Two years. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's right. Huh. That's right. Well, y'all probably know some of the same pl- spots or whatever. Probably it's only so. a few of them. <laughs> 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 it's, it's only a handful there. But yes, I was in the military. I was um, active duty Navy. I was an aircraft mechanic. Mm-hmm. So that's how I ended up in Ridgecrest, Ridge Crest, California. Navy there. Yeah. And um, did two years there. Then I transferred uh, to Point Magoo, which is about an hour outside of Malibu. I was there for about two years. Then I moved to San Diego. Did there about two years. <laughs> <laughs> and um, then I moved up to the Bay Area. I actually lived in um, Alameda, California, going to school in San Francisco. I went to Academy of Art. That's and dope. I worked in the cannabis industry the two years after getting out the military. Uh, that's dope. So what... what um... Well, I'm going to say this, like, wh- where did you find your love for cannabis? As a child. So I grew up in a pro-cannabis household. My dad, my uncle, my brothers, everybody, they had no shame. It was oh. not uh, nothing to even frown on. Like, that was part of how we communicate. That's part of our community. So, you know what I'm saying? 
It started at a young age for me. Um, I actually didn't start smoking until I was 18, and the first person I smoked with was my big brother. Uh-huh. So what was that first experience like for you? Did you instantly fall in love with it? Yes <laughs> and no. Okay, so look, they didn't even tell me how to smoke because the first time I ever smoked was cannabis, okay? Like... Right. I'm 17, 18, in college. You know, I didn't want to drink alcohol enough because I was tired of the alcohol, y'all. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and um, my brother, he was like, you know, come on over. I got you, sis, right? Yeah. <laughs> I took one hit and my whole entire chest was on fire. Like, lungs and everything about collapsed on me. What? <laughs> no warning. No warning. I did not expect it. But the euphoric experience I like right afterwards. (laughs) It was right. (laughs) I knew I was done. I was like, that's it. I got I got what I need right here. Thank you. I just need to practice a little bit more. (laughs) (laughs) On the real. Let me perfect this. You know what I mean? So what what um what do you prefer? Like indica or sativas? It goes to intentions. It depends on what That's my right. plans are for the day, you know? Um, if I'm trying to relax and chill, give me a nice indica, you know? Give me, yep. oh, I'm like, I like a good OG Kush or a Black Runts, you know? Mm-hmm. And I I turn, get the AC going. It's cold. We chilling on the yeah. couch or in the room. Lights is down. I oh, am going real. to sleep, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you know, but if I'm want to be more social and everything, I'll go for more of a hybrid, stimulating hybrid like a gelato or depend or even a green crack, depending on where I'm going. Because if y'all been to some of these cannabis festivals, I recommend a green crack. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> you know, you got to be ready for it. Yeah, yeah, the festivals so, be going up. I, I personally don't just believe in just having one strain. Every strain do something different. I believe that too. I believe that too. Yep, yep. So as far as like the holistic health, how did you get into that? So I got into it for, mainly for me. I got to a point in my life where I need to start learning how to be my own doctor. Mm-hmm. Because being in the military, they tell you everything you're going to do. You're going to take this medicine. You're going to go see this doctor. They, You have no control over who you are as a person. So when I left... And now I'm out the military, I got all these disabilities and all these health issues. But yes, I have health insurance through the VA. And yes, I can go to them. But you can't be just trusting everybody with your body, especially not as a black woman, black male, because they don't know our bodies the way they should. So that's when I started learning about African rituals and African uh, holistic practices, getting into herbal learning, and pretty much actually cannabis was the root of everything. (laughs) When when I realized that the only thing that worked for me was the plant, I had to let go of the rest of that medicine. I had to let it go. It was poison. It was making me gain weight, making me crazy. You know, I'm overstimulated and not functioning properly as a natural human being, but we get you where you need to get to without all the major side effects. You actually very minimal side effects. You get hungry, you get sleepy, but you feel better. Yeah, yeah. Get some good sleep, eat some good food or whatever, and uh, wake up and, and and do it again. And it's a trip too, though. Like with a lot of the medications, 
Um, you know, you might get something to help with this, but then it's it's 15 side effects to it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we talk about that a lot. You uh-huh. know, you you come in taking medicine for a headache. Now your arm finna fall off. Now you got to call <laughs> in my bad commercial 1-800. Oh, if y'all ever had this before, you know, I'm sorry. My bad. Call this number and get your compensation. We didn't know that was going to happen. <laughs> Yeah, we not we not trying to be like that. We want to have a great quality of life, right? And cannabis right. does that. So when you say like like some of the the hospitals or whatever it is, they administer certain medications, this, that, and the other. Like just straight smoking cannabis did the job for you, or like you know, what I'm saying what ways were you taking the cannabis for to like work? So I actually tried it in many different ways. So smoking, yeah. So smoking is something I do daily. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? That's more for my daily ritual. It makes me feel good. You know, especially like when you understand smoking, you know what I'm saying? That's more of a social or oil fixation that comforts you. So that's a daily habit for me just for my own sanity. Mm-hmm. But depending on the type of issue that I have, you can actually target them better depending on how you decide to ingest that uh, plant. So you have your edibles, your drinkables, your tinctures, your vapes. <laughs> yeah, so many different yeah. ways. Yeah, You have so many different ways and each way has their own sensation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some of them hit you faster, slower, or just like with the, you know, with the edibles, how how potent you can make the edible more than just like hitting some weed. Oh can... yeah, that's a huge difference. So when it comes to hitting your weed, you only get about thirty percent of the cannabinoids because of the whole process of smoking. So you got mm-hmm. the combustion, so you got the fire, then you got the fire source, the butane or the wick or however you use your fire source. Then you have the wrap. So you know, a lot of people use tobacco. I prefer hemp. Yeah, um, too, paper, you know, all those burn differently. Then you got your crutch. It's going through the crutch, and it, everything is getting this access to this, you know, experience. So by the time you really get it, you know, it's been everywhere. Because now you got the smoke is in the air, people catching contact. You know, we got other people enjoying your session with you. <laughs> so For real. You know, that's what it is with smoking. But when it comes to ingesting like tinctures and um, edibles. You get a hundred percent of everything because it's going straight into your body, hmm, that's and right. it goes straight into your bloodstream. Yep, yep. So, so a lot of times you should be very careful which cannabis plants you choose to smoke versus eat or drink mm-hmm. or use as a tincture because you're getting a hundred percent of those cannabinoids. You know, it's, <laughs> it's not just the THC. You're getting terpenes. You're getting flavonoids. You're getting you're getting everything. So. I say leave your top shelf, your hard hitters, and your blunts, <laughs> and huh. then but put your weaker stuff in your edibles. <laughs> huh. That's game, though. That's game. Yeah. Yep, yep. So I was looking on your website, and um, it had a section of talking about like where did cannabis come from. Yes. So could you kind of break that down for people that don't have an understanding of that? So cannabis is a natural plant that actually originated from China and it originated from a plateau in Kihai Mountains and how cannabis evolved over time to the way it has through is through trade so um, mm-hmm. I don't know if you heard of it but 
when he, um, excuse me, because it's kind of chilly in my home. But with the, doing trade and travel and how humans expanding in trading in the Silk Road, they will also trade cannabis plants that they find. And the seeds would travel through animals. And so as they disperse and as they grow in different mm. environments, it manipulates the plant based off of that environment. So a typical sativa plant you'll find in hot tropical environments, while like a typical indica plant you'll probably find in more cooler climates, just from the way that they're created or the way that they're grown. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know that. That makes a lot of sense to me, though, like with the, the tropical areas and stuff like that. You get the strong sativas and stuff. And then you know? some, like the laid back areas, that's where you're going to get the indicas from. But it all originated from China. Hmm. I think a lot of people don't be wanting to believe that, though, yeah, <laughs> that it came from China, though. It came from California. <laughs> well, the one thing is, today, California definitely has the best quality of marijuana, period. Like, I have tried different strands from all over this country, and which, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, this country, they, have, they, they got their good stuff, but... <laughs> Nobody's better in California, okay? It, but I don't yeah. know. Maybe I'm a little biased because I did live there for like eight years of my life. But yeah. like, I'm not going to St. Louis. <laughs> <laughs> what they weed ain't, ain't what it's supposed to be. It, it, maybe if you go to the dispensaries, but me personally, I'm not a huge fan of shopping at dispensaries. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And, I see it. And it, it's just because I feel like you're not really paying for the product when you shop from dispensaries, you know. And it, it like, like I said, that's just me. I feel like you should just get it from the that's root. agreeable. You can, grow it, you can grow it yourself if you get it from the farms directly. That's the best way to get it, especially if you can get it from seed to soil. You're getting the best quality. Mm-hmm. So, so for you, as far as growing, so you had your hands in that too. I have. Well, so I actually personally don't grow myself, but as a researcher, I have um, been to farms and hung out with farmers and and interviewed a lot of cultivators. And the process is, first of all, it's beautiful. Uh. (laughs) Like when you see these farms and different Mm -hmm. ways that people farm their cannabis plants like you have different forms of horticulture you they use things like hugel mounds and even their mm. indoor operations is a, a lot more how can i say a lot more natural than a lot of people that we might know personally because you know we all know a few folks that grow in their homes and, and you right. know these amateur growers but when you talk to these people that have been growing for a long time and have perfected a craft it's like wow Cannabis really has evolved majorly mm. over the over these years. Yep, and it's and it's continuing it's continuing to evolve and stuff. Though I think it's a lot of hardships though, like especially with the way you know a lot of these companies are being taxed. You know the the um it's it's blocking a whole bunch of stuff and a whole bunch of growth within the industry. And 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 just to touch on what you said as far as. Going to a dispensary, you 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 feel like you're not paying for the product. You're probably paying for the presentation, the jar that it's in, the bag that it's in, and stuff like that versus the product. Because then you'll get some shit, and it's it's crumbly. You know, it ain't it's it's they talk about it's a marathon or it's this, and then you get it and it's not that, and it'd be very disappointing, and it turns a lot of people off. Yeah, because a lot of people don't even know how to properly store their cannabis products. Like, they will get the shipment from the farms and just kind of throw them in the packages, but don't 
you know, factor in the environment, the settings, how you display them. Like I worked at dispensaries where they had cannabis just sitting in the light. And we all know you don't do that. It's gonna dry up. Yeah. Really? I bleach, sun bleach cannabis on display. Huh. Ain't no way. Ain't no way. And it's like they're chasing the money so much to where they forget about the plant itself. Because at the end of the day, it is a medicine. It was a medicine long before we ever even thought about monetizing it. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> there's, you can find it old Chinese text in the Quran, in different places where they mention these mystical plants. They're talking about cannabis plants. And, you know, there's mentions of poppies and everything, but these are all natural plants. These are what they use to heal themselves. Mm-hmm. And now it's been taken by, you know, sales and marketing and turned into, a pop product, a pop culture product. And mm-hmm. It's not that. Nope. That's a fact. So um, let me ask you a question talking about the psychedelics and stuff like that. Because I've seen on your on your website too, though, you you, you know, you dig into the psychedelics. So um, what what different type of solid psychedelics in, in the form of mushrooms have you experienced? So I have tried a lot of different sports. Now, the one I'm currently growing right now is called the Golden Teacher. Oh, you growing too. (laughs) (laughs) So which, which me personally, I do not sell products. I am a marketer, entrepreneur, researcher. So that's why I dive so deep into it because I just love the communication of it more so than anything. I really, me personally, if this is a way to give these people at a more reduced price, these type of products, I believe that it would change a lot in this society. Because the great thing about psychedelics, it does open your mind into places that you never really, not only thought of, but it actually combats the demons in your brain. Like, so for example, it combats mm. alcoholism yeah, yeah. and other forms of addictions. It opens your mind to a better version of yourself. You start identifying your own issues through these psychedelics. And it, and this is just naturally occurring. This isn't, isn't man manipulated. This is just the way that this plant, this fungi just develops. And this is how it reacts to humans. Mm. Yeah. Yep. When they say like, like, cause I like, like I dibble and dab, you know what I'm saying, with the shrooms and things and such. You know what I'm saying? And it's like how you saying like right now, it's like you can you can take them and it's like you can deal with your own demons, so to say. And it's like, do you feel within that by itself? It's like you can you can you can take you a shroom and it's like you can deal with certain problems on your own. You know what I'm saying? As far as like you can get a higher awakening and be like, okay, I see this. You know what I'm saying? I see how to go about this. I would say it depends on your intentions. And that goes back to intentions. Like, if your Mm. intention is to better yourself, or if it is to see yourself in a different light, or if you're open to the idea of this, it will open that door for you. But you have to put in the work first. Like, these plants and these fungi aren't as magical as they are. They're not the answer. They're not the key to uh, to solve all our problems. We are. You know, so we have to know what makes ourselves happy. We have to know how to identify what we need in our lives. And these plants and these fun guys give us that extra boost to that. Hmm. But we have to set the intentions first. That's real. You got to put that best foot forward. You have to. And, And to be honest, if you don't, 
that there could be terrible side effects with trying to take these psychedelics as a cure versus mm-hmm. um, as a healing aid. Because, for example, if you're in a negative mind space, these products are just going to amplify your negative mindset. Mm. So yep. that's why a lot of people probably get bad trips or d- d- crazy hallucinations because they already had that intentions going into it and it just it took them there. Intensified. Yeah. Huh. Have you ever, in your experience with it, have you ever had a bad trip? <laughs> Never. <laughs> that's what's up. Same, same with me. I can say the same thing, but I haven't indulged, you know, a lot. You know what I mean? But the times that I have, though, it just put me in a good space to where I was like listening to music, like extra, like happy thinking of stuff from the past that I haven't thought about in a while. Just kind of like, you know, in a good mood and stuff, though, laughing and stuff like that. You know, that's where it kind of took me every time. How you feel about the recreational use of the the psychedelic? Um, That's a good question. Honestly, I'm for it. I really am. I support it because it's easy to grow. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it is it is actually accessible. So it's one of those things where if somebody is looking for it, they're going to find it. So put it in a semi-regulated area, you know, it, it doesn't make it as taboo. So people are not going to just try just to go against the grain or anything. Mm-hmm. They're going to actually try it because they want to benefit off of it. Because yeah. it's too accessible now. Mm. What's the process in, 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 in growing it? It's actually pretty elaborate, it's, but it's easy, though. It's, it's very easy. And then the products you need is you can find them all on Amazon or even mm-hmm. at the grocery store up the street. So you need um, instant rice. Of course, your spores, which you have to find your source where you get your spores. Um, you Keep it at about between 72 degrees to 80 degrees in your home so it can... You know, start to inc- would inoculate, but um, yeah. So you got to put your spores inside of these instant bags, and then once it inoculates or it spreads within this rice, uh, it takes about two to six weeks for that. You have to create a terrarium for it, and mm-hmm. which that includes a bunch of different products, <laughs> <laughs> and. And you just have to keep it moist and keep it in a warm area, and it will grow on its own. Now, one thing is, is it's very sensitive to contamination, so you have to keep the area extremely sterile. So, mm. if you, yeah, so if you don't have the patience to, you know, make sure every, like spray the Lysol and keep the area clean, then mm-hmm. it's not going to be a fun experience. But if you have the patience for it, it's actually extremely easy to grow your own mushrooms. Mm. It seemed like what that's like a, a three month process for it to be ready to consume. Yeah, because then, uh, but the one thing at the flowering and harvesting, um, all you gotta do is let it sit out for about a day, and mm-hmm. it's ready for you. That's right. Uh-huh. And there's different. Um, you you say the spores and stuff, so it's different kinds of mushrooms and stuff, right? Yes. <laughs> What's the most that's popular? I got, I got lost in that one though. What do you mean you got lost in it? Like, like what I mean by I got lost because I'm like, all right, it's it's it's, it's mushrooms. You're going, it's, it got the psilocybin, you know, so you're going to get the little trippy moment or whatever it may be. You know what I'm saying? And then when it start, like when you say different spores, uh, me being in cannabis, I'm like, dang, they got what? An OG spore, a sativa spore, this, that, and the other. 
That's what in I mean sense, where I got yeah. lost at. You know what I'm saying? But then I'm like, it's news to me. But in the same sense, if you think about it, it is a natural growing. It's not a plan as a fun guy. So anything mm-hmm. that's naturally grown, it has different variations of it. So, and then these plants grow in different environments and the mm-hmm. environments is what influence the journey. So for example, mm-hmm. with cannabis, it's the terpenes, which terpenes aren't exclusive to cannabis. All plants yeah. have terpenes. Yeah. So the thing about cannabis plants, it has a THC that creates the euphoric effect, but the terpenes directs the journey. Hmm. I can dig that because I like the terpenes. Uh, on the real. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's that's what gives you the type of high that you that you're desiring. That's why you go for a certain strain. You check what type of the terpene content is. So, for example, like a green crack or has limonene, a citrus terpene, mm-hmm, in it. and that mm-hmm. citrus terpene is what gives you that energy, that boost. While um, maybe like a OG what? Kush, it has like a beta carotene. Terpene, which is a heavier, you can you can find it in pepper, which is why mm. a lot of times they tell you if you get too high, just chewing peppercorn. But mm. I, I never heard that. that. That's no? a, that's a like we both now. like, damn, <laughs> I ain't heard that. <laughs> oh well, there you go. That's a remedy. If you get to a point in your life where you know you feel like you too high, but you got to do something, just chew some chew on some peppercorn. You know, some peppercorn. I was saying like CBD. The you know, CBD, that's CBD, what we heard. You know, saying yeah. to knock it back down, but peppercorn, no. That's well, right. the thing about CBD, it, it's a relaxant. So mm-hmm. depending on how your body accepts CBD, you know, it, you now you just relax with the high journey. It doesn't really combat it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, now you just you gonna sleep high. it off. Yeah. You, you might as well go to bed. You might as well go to bed. <laughs> just sleep. <laughs> But if you if you try to continue your day, chew on some peppercorn. Step outside, get you some fresh air, and drink you some water, and you you get there. Huh. Hmm. So look, like like still talking about the psychedelics. Um, so what is the? Uh, I hope I'm saying it right. Ibogaine. Oh yes, ibogaine. So that's actually um, that's not in Africa. So ibogaine is a psychedelic okay. that has a lot of ties to curing um, alcoholism and other addictions huh. without with it, no no side effects. Uh, so how, so you just eat that or take it in a tea or something like? You can take it in tea, um, and a lot of times it's best to do it in a ceremonial um, setting. So deal with somebody who's professionally known with it or mm-hmm. use it in the past, um, but. It's a ceremony, and you you take it as the practitioner gives it to you, and it's it it cures your addictions. Hmm, that's that's dope. That's that's dope. And that's how many that's, times that's do you have to do it though before it to cure your addiction? Um, so that's the thing; it's individualized. So from research shows that people usually do like a maybe like a two week long trip, and it, it's within dosage. That's why they tell you to deal with a practitioner. And um, they'll come back without any type of cravings. But that goes back to the individual, though. Everyone's mm-hmm. different. Hmm. But it's been consistently successful at combating addictions. Hmm. So do you, do you know anybody personally that it has helped? No, not me personally. But I've done a lot of research and read. And I consistently research have shown that this is a plant that, that is very beneficial for any type of mental or behavioral health issues. 
And it's a trip, like like something that's natural like that, though you would think that it would be promoted, you know what I mean, to help people versus trying to put them on medication and, you know, yeah. different things like that, though. But shit, not, not, not in the USA, though. It's <laughs> not no, a day. It's, it's profit, yeah. The thing about psychedelics, it, it opens your mind and it makes you free. And how yeah. America is set up is very structured. Yep. And it, everything is in purpose for a game. So if you can, if you break that structure and leave that machine, you're now a part that's making that machine weak. And they're trying to prevent that. And that's one thing that psychedelics, it makes you come into your own and who you are as an individual versus who you are in this country. Exactly. I could dig it. I could dig it. All right. So what about the, um, I hope I'm saying this one right there, Ayahuasca? Ayahuasca. Ayahuasca. So Ayahuasca. Yeah, that's a brew. And that's like one that's very uh, common in European countries. So um, Amsterdam is actually one that's uh, very popular for having Ayahuasca retreats and ceremonies. And there's mixed there's mixed experiences with it that I've heard of good and bad, but that goes back to the individual and their intention. So if it's one of those things where if you're trying to fight or trying to control the direction that the psychedelic is trying to take you, you're, you're going to have issues with it. But if you stay consistent with it and actually allow it to do what, you know, is naturally created to do, then you can actually have some very, you know, high-spirited moments with that. And a lot of people have combated anxiety, depression, um, major depressive disorders, and different mental and behavioral health issues by using ayahuasca. When you refer to these ceremonial like moments, like 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 if you care to talk about it, like like what specifically do you mean? Like for it to combat like a certain illness or whatever it may be that you're trying to do. What do you mean by a ceremonial moment? So usually a practitioner has their own setup and a lot of times these people will have the, those who like specialize in yoga, meditation, mm-hmm. um, things that are now becoming more known to everyone. And they will control, put, well, first they'll put you in a control setting. You'll go through type of therapies and they will actually dose you with the ayahuasca. You don't dose yourself. Mm-hmm. So what you do is you just follow their plans and it's, it, it'll be about two week retreats. And a lot of times they have you on a set diet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this is just a, a, a spiritual moment that you are having with yourself. Under the guidance of those who are professionals. Hmm. That's right. I'm getting it. So it's like pretty much if like if if my anxiety is high or whatever, and I'm going to go and try to combat this. You know, what I'm saying I'm I'm going in there with the intentions to control my anxiety. You know, what yes. I'm saying so within certain gradually, like say if it's just a two week period. You know, what I'm saying I'm gonna start off slowly, meaning the practitioner. You know, what I'm saying is gonna be the one to open some of this stuff up mentally for me administer the I don't doses. know how to say it. yeah the dosage you know what I'm saying and the then doses. it's like 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 by the time you finish you know what I'm saying you're going in with that intent me being for this example to take control of my anxiety by the time I'm done I should be able to like all right control this thing that's going through that little ceremonial moment yes yeah, not only control it but almost not even have those emotions yeah, really See, that's right. deep to, to to just not even have it you know what I'm saying? Because I'm thinking you're going to be able to control it at least. But now it's like, 
Damn, you can go through this stuff and this shit just gone. Gone. People feel like brand new people. People come out more spiritually awoken. People feel connected with God. Mm -hmm. Like everyone has their own experience with it. So a lot of times when those who had grand experiences, like a divine experience, they come, they leave as a new person. Yeah, I'm starting to get it though, because it's like that intention, as you say. You know what I'm saying? That yeah. intention is really right. everything. Yep. Yep. You know and going. So you have to really start, you have to visualize what you want for yourself. And then mm-hmm. you have to know yourself. Spend a lot of time with yourself. Because right. who you were even five years ago is not who you are today. Yeah. That's true. That's true. And going back to the to the to the to the shrooms, to the um, to the mushrooms and stuff like that though. So what would you recommend for a person that's that's a first timer? You know, that's going in with good intentions. You know, do you recommend for them to microdose or, you know, go hard? You know, no. maybe take a couple. <laughs> <laughs> no. Do not, do not go hard. Do not face it. Do not be Mike Tyson out here, okay? You <laughs> dose, dose, okay? Um, but, oh. Very importantly, put yourself in a very comfortable environment. Your environment yeah. is very important. So if this is your first time, I recommend you being at home or if you're doing it with somebody else, being at someone's home that you feel comfortable with. But you have to be feeling extremely comfortable with your environment when you're a first timer. Mm-hmm. Then you have to decide how you're going to take it. Are you going to... Just eat it. It's because you know what I'm saying they got their own taste. It's kind of bitter. So you know they are people they not are. down for it. I wouldn't recommend you to eat it. But are you gonna eat it? Are you gonna drink it? Um the people who have smoked it, <laughs> you know, huh. there's different ways. I you haven't can do heard it. of the smoking one. I haven't heard nobody smoking yeah. it. Yeah, you can smoke them. You can smoke them. If you if it's dry enough, because think about it, if it's dry enough and you not yeah. break it down, yeah. it's still the product. Cause I've tried smoking. Huh. So what was the difference in 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 um smoke from smoking it to to eating? I'm finna try it. I already um, know. I know where your mind went. <laughs> <laughs> I was, the the difference for me is not only the sensation but the time that it took for me to feel it. So with smoking, I felt it a lot faster, but the sensation mm-hmm. didn't last as long. Um, because it, it's it's not that long when you smoke it, but it's a good it's still a good feeling. And actually, it's for me, it's, it's a good boosting feeling like i feel just good you know i'm not really going through major euphoric effects through smoking it's just a, a mood booster and mm. but with eating it with drinking it um it takes a little longer for it to intake but the duration is very much longer uh-huh. what was and your the sensation is more intense uh-huh. what was your highest dosage with the uh with the shrubs at you one time took? yeah one time Ooh, funny thing, I actually it was it was more than four grams. I can say that. Ooh. I really actually don't know. I think I, I think I probably hit that part too though. Oh, like, with the like bar with four the... grams. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the most I did and was I, two. And we, and we, and we, it was a pro- it was definitely a face like we took it to the face. Yes. It's funny. Oh, story. so you took a you took them in its raw form? Yes. You like four grams in raw form? I did a raw for hero dose. <laughs> a hero dose. That's that like dose. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, the most I've done was two. You hit the four? Yeah, oh, it, it was, it was it, at least four. I could be wrong though, you know what I'm saying? Because it's like I took it, um, it was a chocolate bar. You know what I'm saying? The chocolate bar was mixed in and it had two, four, six, eight, no, three, six, nine. It had 15 pieces. <laughs> 
You know what I'm saying? And well, I, I ate 12 of the mugs. If it's like Mark and it says the dosage on the bar, trust it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> they, <every trust>. that. <laughs> they they say like between nine to ten pieces of the of the little squares, you be in God mode. You know what I'm saying? I was in God. So mode. you know about that? That that terminology, <laughs> like the God mode and stuff like that? Yes, I, Bre- I have my own experience. <laughs> break it down, no. Look, break it down and tell us about your experience with the God mode. Ooh. Okay, so it was it's actually really hilarious. So I was in Boston in January in like the midst of COVID. So it's <laughs> <laughs> so you know, ha- half of everything is shut down, and then the other half is like half open, and then we still face mask up and mm-hmm. <sighs> before we- <laughs> So before we went down, we so we decided we're gonna go downtown and we just gonna wing it, right? We took this dose. It, it was taking a little minute for it to kick in and everything. So we took an Uber, go downtown. We just gonna get lost, right? I passed out in the Uber. <laughs> <laughs> Wake up. Now I need to use the bathroom. But in this, I had but in the same thought of realizing physically I need to use the bathroom, I realized we out in public and it's COVID and nobody has public bathrooms. So oh. now I'm like. Freaking out, but it's funny. So I'm laughing, but in distress at the same time. And it and it just it's just a lot going on. And I'm like, bro, I can't even go to the bathroom because we're in the middle of an apocalypse. Like it was just that much. Right. <laughs> like, and now I gotta find a bathroom. So now and then we now we in Boston, we downtown. And of course, when it comes to big cities, there's big characters. And yeah. They was looking very zombie-ish. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Especially which which the individual he was because I recorded it. Looked at the video in the back. He was definitely a zombie. Like you know, what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> it's like what nothing else to it. Because huh? we in Boston in January, this man don't have a shirt on, no shoes, and he is out there in just January, out there yelling, yeah. Zombie. So then we get to the mall. I disappear. I'm by myself, but. I'm okay. <laughs> Everything yeah. is going to be okay. Like, I'm already, I don't care. I'm just like, listen, if it's meant to be, we will find each other. Mm-hmm. Facts. <laughs> but right now, I'm going to just stay lost in Boston. Right. And we actually all ran into each other at the mall randomly. Huh. Randomly. Right. And it was the most, bl- and then the whole time of me being by myself in that cold, it was like the most blissful tingling feeling that I'm having the whole time inside. Yeah. This was like the best alone <laughs> huh. time I've ever had. And it's cool. And it's uplifting. Huh. And you just in your own world. Hell yeah. Would you go I, God mode again? Heck yeah. yeah yes, that's I what I'm talking about. I would not. Tell her about your God mode. It's, 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 it's pretty much almost like the same. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But it's like, you know what I'm saying? I was, I, I'm here on the West Coast. It, it was it was for my birthday. You know what I'm saying? Went up for my birthday. I think I was probably past God mode, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm just going to be honest because it's like, 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 on the package, you know what I'm saying? Like nine to 10 or something like that, you in God mode. I, I did 12 of those. But keep in mind, like, I had a whole nother little, like, I call them the Flintstones. You know what I'm saying? It's a gang of little, like, microdoses. You know what I'm saying? You right. eat a Flintstone and I'm popping the bad baby like boom. You know what I'm saying? And it's pretty much the same thing. I'm looking at people. You know what I'm saying? I look straight. You know what I'm saying? I feel I look straight, but I look at you and your face is dripping. 
It's just, <laughs> yeah, I'm saying, but I'm good though. Everything is straight. Yeah, you know right. I mean? And I'm having fun. Ain't nothing too like you know what I'm saying out of it. Right. You know what I'm saying? But it's like I go God mode all over again. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't nothing bad. Giggles was like. I, I probably got a six pack off of it. You oh, know everything from laughing. From laughing so hard. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, like as you say, you know what I'm saying? Everything, it was still clear stuff. You know what I'm saying? I feel good inside. I, all of that. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, you look like a zombie. Your face is dripping over here. You just turned blue. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, it's just so much going on. But guess what? It's going to be okay. Yes, yes, it is. Embrace, you know it, everything, everything will be fine. <laughs> one thing, one thing that like, like if I was to go and hit that moment again, one thing that I will want is somebody to like probably document it for me. You know what I'm saying? Like record me. Uh, <laughs> you know what uh, I mean? Because I, I want to know what's popping. <laughs> uh, I definitely agree with that. Uh, so, so, um, what is, um, Peyote? Peyote? Peyote. 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 Yeah. Yeah. So that is actually a cactus that grow in Texas <laughs> mm. and in New no Mexico, shit, yeah. and it can be found in Arizona, and it's actually um, used by Native Americans. They they use it for their religious ceremonies. This is how huh. they get closer to their God. Uh huh. And it's something grown right in Texas, huh? Yeah, it's a cactus. So um, it survives in those dry areas, um, right. minimal water, low maintenance, and Native Americans use it to get closer to their God. Like they have deep spiritual moments um, that dates back to the beginning of their civilization. Mm-hmm. Man. See, this stuff gets deep, though. You yeah, know what I'm just out here. You know what I'm saying? It's out here. Like, this, this is like in a sense, if you're just out here getting high, you're abusing the plants because uh-huh. they have a purpose. So just, you know, find your intention in life and use those plants for this purpose versus just, I need to be high. Because yeah. you're not going to reap the full benefit of it. Mm-hmm. So what, what's like, like as far as in, in the cannabis realm, so what, for just say for a person... That's that might be dealing with with back pain and stuff like that, though joint pain and stuff. What what would you recommend? What kind? What strain would you recommend for somebody like that? Um. Well, first, first I would like to know their their experience with cannabis. You know what I'm saying? Because if they don't have a lot of experience with it, I wouldn't even recommend for them to smoke. I would recommend for them to eat like gummies mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, edibles, drinkables, and you know something that's CBD high gotcha. versus THC high because the goal is to combat the back pain and not so much to uh, change their mood. So the CBD, maybe like a topical at that because depending on where the pain is located, if it's a, a skin pain or even like a surface muscle pain, they could just use a topical. Hmm. The top of, oh, that's like the rub and stuff like that. Yeah, the rubs yeah. and the slabs and everything, the lotions. They even have bath bombs now, bath salts. That's THC and CBD infused. So, you know, everybody don't have to smoke it to actually get the full benefit of the plant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we talk about that all the time too. Yep, you can you can eat it up because um, you get you definitely you it, you de- it definitely hits you harder when you eat it though. Yeah. Yes. 
Because you, you're digesting the whole entire plant. It's going straight into your bloodstream, going straight into your body. Especially if you take a tincture, that's what you're getting. And then it doesn't have any interference of combustion, so it's just straight up absorption. Man. Yeah, and, and again, too, though, I think this is the, this where the, the intentions come in to play at, too, though. Right. Because it's like if 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 you're a weed smoker, because I remember my first time even trying to use a tincture and stuff like that, trying to dip it, put it up under my tongue or whatever it may be. I'm like, I ain't even high off this shit. You know what I'm saying? But my intentions was to actually get high off this little drop. You know what I'm saying? But what if my intentions was to like, man, I got this backache or whatever it may be. You know what I'm saying? To actually guide this to like do some medical work or whatever it was. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, I'm just saying that to say like, <clears throat> that intentions is everything I'm starting to come to it because if I'm smoking to get high, I'm just going to smoke, I'm going to get high. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? But if I'm if I'm going to smoke and my intention is like, all right, I'm going to relax and relax this old muscle spasm I got over here or whatever it may be, it may tend to work like that. That's what I'm starting to get up out of it. Really? Yeah. And, and then another thing is you have to have good lifestyle choices too without the plant because you got to ask why am I having these muscle spasms? Mm-hmm. So, yes, the plant is helping with it by subduing the pain, but that pain is not going to go away until we figure out yeah, yeah, what the yeah. problem it is. Problem. Yeah. So, so, you know, and, and this one that goes back to like, this is not just a, a secret potion that's just going to fix everything. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. But it's definitely going to help. Yeah. Yep. Do you think uh, food plays a part? The food that you intake in your body plays a part in in, in Absolutely. that. Absolutely, and especially with them passing <laughs> in okay for lab grown meat. And that shit is like bullshit, that. huh? What? Like, <laughs> Straight bullshit. We already, say, <laughs> we already say what we cook our food in in certain temperatures can cause this cancer. Now. You're yep. going to create the cancer for us to just go ahead and eat it? Like, let's man. cut out the middleman? Man. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's that's crazy right there. That's what the world is coming to. That's what the world is putting out there for you. Yeah, and they say it's, it's, it's you know, like, like population is so many people, you know, with the cows and all this kind of stuff. So they, now they want to produce food faster. You know, but I still, that shit is bullshit, man. All that process, <laughs> yes, I will say all of that stuff is. You know what I'm saying? That's why, like, even, like, a lot of people out there, <clears throat> they don't even want to know. Because it's like, if you don't know, it's like, ah, what the hell? You know what I'm saying? But if you know, you know what I'm saying, you would tend to, like, naturally make a few changes. Be like, ah, this is, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it's Which like. that's true, because your mind has a lot of strength. If you say that I'm okay, then you're okay. If you say that, oh, this food doesn't bother me, maybe that food that food is not bothering you. But a lot of times we ignore the health signs, like the bloating and the excessive gas mm-hmm. and the stomach mm-hmm. aches. And, cause especially as, as black folks, we used to that, you know, diabetes and things like that. These are things we just know. These yeah. are things we just exposed to. So we're not quick to take aid of something that we're comfortable with. But now that we're learning that this is not how our body is supposed to operate, we need to eat our vegetables and our fruits. Especially, especially us black people, though, to keep it one hundred. Yeah, I just, exactly. I, I just started my journey a few months ago as far as not eating the meats and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I've been on the on the fruits and vegetables, mainly the mainly the fruits though, like watermelon, heavy on the watermelon and stuff like that though. 
And I, you know, I see a difference in just in just um putting in like working out with it and stuff like that too. So yeah, I, I see a big difference in it though. Just just the energy, like you know, you might eat some fried chicken and some French fries and some shit, and then you feel bogged down, like way down yeah. and stuff like that. But then you eat a bowl of some, some, some um, grapes with the seeds, some watermelon and some oranges or something. You feel, you know, nourished, but then you feel energy. You get energy from that versus it weighing you down and you feeling tired and shit. That's what I've noticed since I've been doing it. Mm. Now, I do have a question. Have you noticed a change in your high now that you have been clean and everything? Like, have you, have you noticed that your high is much better? You know what? I, I could say honestly, no. No. No, I haven't noticed it. No. Well, maybe I'm gonna pay you, attention. I don't to know. It, maybe you ain't paid attention, but a lot of times I, when that's what I think it is. I, I ain't paid attention. Yeah, because a lot of times when you are feeling better, you know, say your body's operating the way it's supposed to, we had a balance that euphoric feeling is even more amplified. Mm. So. A lot of times we become more sensitive to the smoke. So, you know, you know how people like, I need to take a tolerance break. Yeah. Maybe you just need to clean your body a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I noticed that like sometimes though, it'd be like the same bud I'm smoking. <clears throat> like I smoke it today and then it's like, all right, tomorrow. And there probably is something what I ate. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because I'd be like, dang, I'm high as a motherfucker now. And it's the same shit I had yesterday. <laughs> you know? Right, so right, it right. Probably, it probably is something I ate. <laughs> You heard that thing about the mangoes? Like if you eat a mango and then smoke, you get higher? That's absolutely true. It is? Absolutely true. And it goes back to terpenes. Because one thing about mangoes, it has a terpene called mercenine. And it's Uh a relaxing type of terpene that Uh found in cannabis. It gives you that body high, that relaxation. So a lot of times if you just eat a mango, it just amplifies it. Because it just adds to the terpenes. So if I'm if I'm like off a like a a mango smoothie or something like that, I, I'm still getting that effect though, right? You are. Yeah. You are like you smoke your weed, especially especially if you having a cannabis that has a heavy mercine uh, terpene profile. Yeah, smoke that, drink you a mango smoothie, and it's it's a trip. It's amazing. That's dope. So how long have you been um, doing? you know, this kind of research that you do to have this um, understanding of these different things? Four years now. Huh, I've been an entrepreneur in the cannabis space and the psychedelic space for, September would make exactly four years for me. That's dope. That's dope. And this is some um, some great information. It though. is. What what sparks the research? Because it's like you deliver it just like, oh, like, yeah, I know what like, I know what's popping. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I can understand what you're trying to say. This is what it is. Like, what gave you that um? Yeah, you know, just the love for it, actually. So, um, me, myself, being a disabled veteran, I had to learn how to take care of myself. So, when mm-hmm. I first embarked into the cannabis industry, because I knew I was going to smoke weed when I got out. I knew right. that was going Already, to Already, yeah. <laughs> but when I started to realize it was helping me in ways that medicine and other you know, chemicals did not help me in ways, I really dived deep into learning it. Like, when I was working at Stizzy, I start off as a receptionist and I just Mm -hmm. reading the names and watching the prices and, you know, just starting off small. And as I grew up and grew in the company, I became a bud tender. Now I'm with the plant more and I'm actually paying more attention to it 
And I even grew in the industry, in the marketing field. I became a brand ambassador. I did marketing um, freelance while living in the Bay Area for different companies like Honey Leaf, Sublime Fuzzies, Ember Valley is another company I've used to work for. And just learning about how each one grows their products and how they package it and why. And I just got so deep into it and fell in love with it. It just became just easy hmm. research. And then I ended up um, going to Northern Humboldt, um, Humboldt County, the Ember Triangle area where you can find all the best weed. That's where the farm's really at. Hmm. I started hanging out with them in the Ganjia program. And they really taught me how to completely understand the plant other than just getting high. Hmm. Yeah, like like as far as like Humboldt, you know what I'm saying up there, do you feel that's like if you if you're doing a <clears throat> like extensive research and stuff in, in the cannabis field, do you feel like that's a spot that you have to go to? I, I you know, I would say this. I wouldn't say it's a spot you have to go to because I feel like the state of cannabis or the state of California is very intelligent in cannabis throughout the whole mm -hmm. entire state. But I will recommend for you to go. Like, I think going to another Humboldt and going to the farms and being at these legacy farms, I, I recommend it for you. Because then you, you get, these farms have been established since the 70s. Yeah. They, oh, yeah. they have maintained and grown and withstand policies and laws and ratings and everything. So it's a lot of history when you go to mm -hmm. Humboldt County. So it just depends on where you want to be in your cannabis career. Mm, that's what's up. Let me ask you this. What states, since you done traveled a lot of different places, what state came close to Cali as far as on the quality of their bud? <sighs> I saw <so> that problem. <laughs> I'm so picky. Uh -huh. <laughs> I feel you. Um, I have not. Because one thing is, a lot of these states do get their cannabis from California. From Cali. So you're getting... California grade in a different state. Lightly, it came from California. Mm -hmm. But um, let me think. The next state that had some good. You could probably only split that up from Northern Cal and Southern Cal. Them the two best. Huh. Best, <laughs> the absolute best, the absolute best. Um, in comparison, to California, California is California. I have to be honest. I have yep. to be honest. But yep. that doesn't say the other states do not have quality marijuana. Like my home state, my home city, St. Louis, Missouri, you can find some good, good mm -hmm. quality products up there. But you usually find them in the dispensaries. And um, well, there you I heard. I haven't smoked. Well, actually, take that back. I have tried some New York grown cannabis. And it's not terrible, but it's not California. So the my I'm spoiled. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we all are. <laughs> We're spoiled. It, we, it's, it's almost too hard to get away from the best. Yeah, <laughs> yep, that's a fact. That's a fact. So tell um everybody where they can find you at. Yeah, so you can find me on uh, Instagram, Facebook. LinkedIn and Twitter. Well, now X, which I think that's strange, but we gonna go with Elon Musk uh -huh. um, at Botanical Rose Garden. I also have my website, which is BotanicalRoseGarden.com. Yep, and you guys definitely check that out. She has a lot of great information, you know, on her website, and you can actually reach out to her, you know, if you want to get more information. You know what I mean? 
And we oh, want definitely, definitely. I and I message back. You can email me at Botanical Rose Garden. Um, everything's the same. Handles are all the same, so it won't be hard to find me. And we're definitely going to have to do this again because we enjoyed this um, yeah. this conversation. It was very educational. Yes, it is. You know, and we want to thank you for um, stopping by and, and and fucking with us today. Oh, you know, I'm actually good fans of y'all. I've been following y'all for a while, and thank you. This was a great conversation. So thank I thank you for asking me to come on, and thank you for enjoying me. For sure, for sure, for sure, and um. We gonna do it again too, though. And we want to thank everybody that tapped in with us, man. With the best way to smoke podcast, Big J, Surfboat Junior. Make sure y'all hit that like button, subscribe, and tell a friend. And make sure you check out the Botanical Garden. Yes. Botanical Rose Garden. Botanical, Botanical Rose, Rose Garden. Garden. <laughs> Personal gene. Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> cool. All right. Peace.